Okay, it is like 7.30. I am driving to the coffee shop and I'm gonna do a bit of writing and then I'm bartending for 12 hours. And I'm recording this in the car on my way to the coffee shop just because, it's not the normal one, it's the coffee shop in the Gables. But um, yeah, I've been wanting to like post shit. I've been posting a lot of shit on the website, but um, I don't know, it's something going on with me like I can't sit down and like read a script into a mic and then edit it accordingly on sound effects and whatever and for what whenever that happens whenever like I can't just focus on a task I'm like what the fuck <laughs> like oh, I gotta get this done what's wrong with me and um but like the other day I went and I hung out with Bob and Linda and like they're so open about mental health shit and they're just like yeah I'm depressed I'm not gonna do it <laughs> like whatever if something's upsetting them obviously they buckle down and do the things that need to get done but they're so like deferential to their like headspace and whatever and um I just never feel comfortable saying like it just doesn't seem like an excuse for me like I respect it in other people but I can't be like oh I'm feeling bad about something so I'm not gonna like you know write five pages today or I'm not gonna go and fucking record some carefully scripted thing um I just always feel like I have to be doing it but yeah I made like a blog post about not feeling great and um two of my friends got in touch and then I I talked on the phone with one of my friends for a while um and excuse me on Skype and yeah actually Skype not Zoom And I don't know, like I was just talking about, like I never feel in my daily life like I can talk, like if I'm upset about something or if I'm not feeling right, I I like, even if it's urgent, even if it's like crisis level, I never feel like I can bend somebody's ear about it for a long time. And I feel this way with president, incidentally. It's not just that I'm like, womp, womp, nobody's interested. I see that nobody's interested. Um, It happened three times in the course of 24 hours. Like I was talking with Bob and, um, I I had a date planned and it was like my first date in a long time and but she lives on South Beach and she wanted to go someplace on South Beach but then fucking the spring break shit happened South Beach declared a state of emergency there was a 8 p.m. curfew and um, so we had to rain check it and incidentally this is the thing that happens with uh, dates that manifest from hinge a rain check means basically you'll never hear from them again. And that seems to be what's actually happening. But anyways, so the, that got canceled. And so I went and I met Bob at a bar. I met him at Batch Gastro Pub and he came down. And I'm starting to tell him about the situation with the date and just my general malaise. And that, you know, the cancellation of this date seems to have exacerbated something that's going on. I don't know what's wrong with me. And um, he's looking around and he's nodding. And, and, and then I, I pause at one point just because I'm... I'm having such a shit show time trying to articulate this and then he goes yeah i've been kind of depressed lately and then he starts talking about it which is fine you know please by all means take the conversational baton because i'm not doing anything with it and but like i'm i say that sincerely it's not a kind of but I, he sort of took it and ran and um i don't know i was just whatever and then so i he he, he leaves and it's like 4 p.m and i don't want to go home so i go to another bar stop at american social and at american social you know there's i i have something of a friend there who you know he he was he was hanging out there and i sit down beside him and he goes uh, hey how are you what's up and again, I launch into my thing and I'm like trying to explain like, I don't know, my I'm just not feeling right. So like, I just, this amorphous dread, this vague kind of like 
perpetual disappointment and what and um, I see that he's like looking around and he's nodding and he's listening and he checks his phone at one point and and but I feel like he's not listening and so to kind of test this like I just stop talking mid-sentence and I wait for I let a pause endure and then I go but how are you and he just fucking ignites and like starts talking about himself and his his uh, you know promiscuous ways and shit and I was like okay he doesn't he's not that interested either <laughs> so then like the next day I'm I clock into work and like two of my closest friends are my colleagues at the college so I clock into work and um you know there's three of us in the room for a while and then there's just two of us and it's me and one of my closer friends and I start he's asking me how I'm doing what's new and I start you know, getting into the thing, trying to explain what's going on, what's with this malaise, whatever. And, um, and then at one point I'm like three minutes into sort of, I think Darwin, I think Charles Darwin said like a mathematician said that a mathematician is like a blind man in a dark room looking for a black cat that isn't there. And that is what I'm like when I'm sad and like trying to tell you about it, (laughs) like in conversation, like in a podcast or like on a blog post, I can usually like find the right metaphor, find whatever. But so I'm like a couple minutes into sort of groping around in the dark for a cat that's not there. And my colleague goes, this day just keeps getting better. Says it under his breath. And I'm like, is that fucking difficult to hear me? And then he's like, no, I just got a text about my cat. She's at the vet. She's supposed to get spayed today. And now they're saying they can't do the surgery because the anesthesia machine isn't working right. She's only going half under. And I get it. And so he starts telling me about that frustration and how that's going to complicate certain aspects of his schedule. And he already feels terribly guilty because he could see this look of like betrayal on the face of the cat when he was putting her in, in, in the crate. And um, anyways, I was like, okay, thir- this sounds like, you know, in comedy, there's the rule of threes. This sounds like a joke. It's not a joke. Three times in the course of 24 hours, I got kind of into communicating this thing to somebody. And then they were like, Hold on a minute. I have to talk about me. <laughs> and that's cool because I'm way better. And I fucking deflect questions a lot. So I don't know. Anyways, I wrote a blog post about it kind of vaguely. Um, and two people reached out. I don't know if it was like super red flaggy. I don't know. But um, anyways, I, I zoomed with a friend and I forgot the fake name that I came up for with her. And so I'm not going to say it. I think it was macaroni and cheese. Yeah, I think so. And, ah, yeah. Um, anyways, so she's we get on Skype and I'm like, Hey, how are you? And she's like, no, no, no. I want to hear about you. And I was like, yeah, I, what, how are you? And she was like, you, you deflect a lot of questions. And it's true. Like <clears throat> I just cannot, it's hard for me to fathom that somebody wants to hear me just sort of aimlessly grope around and try to articulate some, something that I, even I don't completely understand. I feel like it's way more, like it's way better for me to just sit in a room with a notepad and like, chisel out my thoughts and then get back to you like usually in a scripted form um this is a fucking component something i really empathize with in this philip roth biography that i'm so over the fucking moon about that's coming out in april is um throughout roth's adult life whenever there was like a complicated emotional issue he rather than getting into a serious conversation about it he would write a letter to the person and he would hand it to them and he'd be like i know that if we converse on this topic it's going to get heated it's going to get emotional i'm going to say the wrong thing i'm not going to communicate myself as best i can so here are my thoughts and feelings on the page you can read them and then respond accordingly um that's how i feel like that's how i should communicate 
like I never want to talk about myself. I never want to burden people with it. And yet I've got this podcast. I've got like almost a hundred episodes, so many hours of this podcast. And uh, whenever someone's like, oh, hey, you have a podcast. What's it about? I'm like, me. It's about me. Just me. Every, me. And so why, it, how comes it that I can talk at such length about me so indulgently, so narcissistically, so solipsistically? And yet if someone's like, how are you? I'm like, no, how are you? How are you? My dad does this all the time and it fucking drives me nuts. If I, my dad will send a text to me saying, hey, how are you? And I write back, good, how are you? And he goes, what are you up to? And I'm like, not much, how are you? And he goes, everything fine? And I say, yeah, how are you? And some, it's gotten to the point that um, now, if he says, hey, how's it going? I go, good, how are you, how are you? And like unpunctuated. And then he will answer. If I do, how are you? How are you? But otherwise, I don't know what it is. Like, I I know it's uh, largely it's he's genuinely concerned. He wants to know what I'm up to. But I think I think there's something passive aggressive implicit in his not answering when I ask, how are you? Like, I think it's kind of maybe this is a son projecting things onto a parent as is just, just de rigueur and makes those relationships so complicated. But like, I feel like implicit in his almost never answering when I ask, how are you, is the suggestion of like, eh, you don't really care. Which dude? Anyways, all right. So let's not veer onto that road. (laughs) Um, So anyways, and you know, just fucking shit in my life is... On St. Patrick's Day, which is last Wednesday, I went to to Bob and Linda's place and um, I had a few drinks and then I was walking back and... I was kind of drunk and I'm walking back to my apartment and I stop at McDonald's. I'm like, "Uh," because I have this fucking McDonald's app. I need to get rid of the McDonald's app because it doesn't even, like sometimes it proposition, it buzzes my crotch and it says, hey, you want some fries? Like it just strokes its little McFinger on my scrotum and it just offers me something, a deal, a discount. But more often than not, there's like a glitch and it just, and then I look at my phone and it just goes, it's like McDonald's. It just says McDonald's. It's like, psst we exist. And when I see, when I am casually reminded on a daily basis that McDonald's exists, I end up eating a fuck ton of McDonald's over the course of like a month. So I'm walking home and it's like 9.30 and I get buzzed by the app and it's like, hey, psst, fucking apple pie. I just, it starts saying whatever McDonald's says. So I'm like, you know what? Let me stop at McDonald's. I stop at McDonald's and there's like a big line inside. And I'm like, fuck it. What, what, what else is happening in my life? <laughs> Something just, I don't know, I guess kind of depressive. So I'm standing in a long line. I get to the front of the line and she's, and I place my order and she's like, we're not, uh, no, we're not taking orders. And I was like, well, there's a lot of people in here. And she was like, yeah, they're all Uber. Yeah. You got to go. And I was like, I just got buzzed to come in here to this location. I'm like, why are you? And then she's like, no, after a certain hour, we only do Uber Eats and it's spring break. So like a bunch of people start trickling in behind me and it's St. Patrick's Day. And they're like, yo, can we order? And she's being like, no, you all have to leave. Whatever. Anyways, I leave and I go back to my apartment and I go on the fucking corporate website because I'm, I'm drunk and pissy and hungry. And I complain. I just write a two sentence thing saying I was, I was asked to leave the restaurant because they said they were only going to serve Ubers. Fucking stupid ass thing to do, especially because when you go to complain on the McDonald's website, they're not like, hey, what happened? (laughs) They're like, hey, what's your full name? What's your date of birth? What's your phone number? Where do you live? I had to give like a shitload of personal information. Um, I feel like (laughs) 
I I owe like Ronald a liver or something. Like I I I probably fucking committed an organ to these people. Anyways, next morning I wake up and I got this fucking email and it says it's a do not respond automated thing like uh, McDonald's Corporation has received your complaint. Thank you for writing in, whatever. And I was like, no, no, no. They're going to get in touch. I'm going to have to talk to someone about this. And I was just drunk and pissy. Anyways, a couple days go by and fucking it's Saturday. And on Saturday, I get an email from McDonald's Corporation. And they're like, hey, sorry you had a bad time. The manager of that store is going to call you personally to apologize. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I don't want this. I was drunk. Um, anyways, Sunday morning, I'm sitting at the coffee shop at this long table with there are other people. And um, I get a call from an unfamiliar number. I swipe it away because I don't answer calls from unfamiliar numbers. And then I get another call from the same number. Swipe it away. I get a third call, a third consecutive call from this number. I answer it. Hi, Alex, this is the manager at that store, and I saw your complaint, and I cut her off, and I was like, ma'am, I'm so sorry, I was fucking being drunk and pissy, and it's spring break, I totally understand you guys want to close your doors because shit's getting out of hand, I work at a restaurant, I should have known better than fucking complaint because I know what it's like dealing with that barrage of Uber drivers, and she was like, okay, no, 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 I, she goes, I appreciate you being sympathetic, like, in retrospect, but look, you you should know when you go to McDonald's, they can never turn anyone away. That's just corporate policy. That should not have happened. And she goes, look, to make things right, you, I put your name down at the front desk. So come on in and get a free combo on the house. Just say your name and they'll give you a free combo. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to stroll in to fucking 8th Street fucking McDonald's in the middle of the night like, hi, I'm the one who got you in trouble. Feed me. I'm not going to do that. So later that day, this is Sunday, I'm I'm at the bar with Bob, and this is also the day when I'm trying to tell him that I'm upset. But anyways, I tell I re, I tell him this story about the the McDonald's thing, and he's like, "You got to go collect that fucking meal." And I was like, "Nah, nah, it's weird. It's gonna be weird." And he's like, "No, you got to go do it. You got to do it. Fuck it." So I was like, "Fine." And then I go to another bar, and the bartender's like, "Yeah, you got to go get it. You got to go get that meal." So. I'm, it's like, again, it's like 9.30, Sunday night, I walk to McDonald's, walk inside, and they look at me, they're like, you gotta get out of here. And I was like, why? I was like, fuck, they know. But they go, no, we're only serving Uber. But there were no Uber drivers there. And also, I had just been on the phone with the manager who told me that they can't do that. Anyways, but I did mention that. I go, hey, look, I, I had an issue recently, and the manager called me, and she told me that if, like, my name is down on the, on the piece of paper over here, and I could get a free combo... And they just looked at me, and then one of them goes, no, she didn't. And I was like, yeah, she called me. And they're like, get out of here. No, no, she didn't. No one called you. And then they told me to leave. And I was like, what the fuck? And I went back to my apartment, and I wrote another complaint to corporate. Because I was like, look, I... <laughs> this time they were, like, fucking mean, man. Like, like in my face and shit. And... So I left, and in retrospect, I understand, because this location gets a lot of crazy shit happening, especially late at night, and here I was, they don't know who the fuck I am, and I just walked into this McDonald's, and I was like, yes, my name is Alex, and I was recently on the phone with Mr. McDonald himself, yes, he told me to come in and have my, have, have whatever I please, yes, on the house, yes. I understand that sounds fucking stupid. 
And if I worked behind the counter, I can never contain. I My pride is really, um, like, gets me in trouble at the restaurant because I can't allow anyone to think that they've outsmarted me or that they got, like, the jump on me or something. Um, like, one time when I was working at Cheesecake Factory, um, these old ladies wanted to sit inside, but we only had seating in, like, the atrium. So I take them to the atrium and I sit them down in a booth where they're, like, they're, like, give and say frying eggs with their mouth like doing this this petty shit and then I, I step away and then they call me over again because they want to sit inside and they go oh I we I I'm allergic to these plants and she points to the plants beside she's like I can't sit here I'm allergic to these plants and I go ma'am those plants are plastic and like norm anyone in this industry would be like Alex there's nothing to be gained by pointing out to this woman that she is uh, not allergic to a plastic plant um, but I did it and she got mad. She spoke to the man. Anyways, listen, um, I get another call <laughs> the next day, Monday, yesterday, I get a call from the manager <laughs> of McDonald's and she's like, Hey, saw your complaint again. Sorry, this happened. Sorry. They actually kind of threatened you. And she goes, I'm, you know, things are not great at this McDonald's. So listen, and she goes, why don't you come on back today? And you've got, this is my personal phone number on your caller ID. If they start getting aggressive with you, just call me and put me on speakerphone and I'll tell them to give you the food. And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> I was like, look, I'm not, I don't, I have an issue with pride, but I am not a very proud person. But listen, getting kicked out of the same McDonald's two times in one week is a little much. Also, the people who work there seem a little dangerous. I don't know if you've noticed. And they, they really don't like me. And now I've complained about them twice. And I'm going in there and I'm going to fucking what? Demand that they feed me? That they give me free food? No. They're going to hurt me. <laughs> I don't... Anyways. Okay. So that's that is, has been going on. That seemed like a momentous thing that happened to me recently. And then you know what? I'm... But it... And yeah, it's amusing. But it's also... Pause for a moment. <laughs> like it's a, it's it, it is an occasion for me to stop and be like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Why am I like some people would be like, oh, isn't my life kooky? Uh -huh. uh, I get kicked out of McDonald's. Uh -huh. it, that's not how I feel. I'm kind of like, I'm um, I'm gonna be 30 years old next month, and I keep getting kicked out of McDonald's. I something has to change, you know. And I think it's got whatever this little malaise is that's going on inside me. It's, it, it's got to be corresponding to the way that I'm leading my life. And, you know, last year, like toward the end of the year, I went on a date with this med student and we really fucking hit it off and we were, it, things were going well. And, and I hate to say this because this sounds so fucking stupid. She was out of my league, um, physically. And that really bothered me. And like, we would be out and like everyone was looking at her and she is accustomed to it because she's very beautiful. I was not accustomed to it. And I don't know. Fucking. So there was that. Also, though, she would drunk text me. And the drunk texts were very sweet, very affectionate, um, ribald in places, um, in a good way. And. But you know what? When she would drunk text me, I would be like, eh, I don't like this. I think she drinks too much. Me. Me. I'm saying that of a person. Oh, she drinks too much. What? She's a fucking med student. She gets her shit done. She's on top of her game on her life. She So, yes, yeah, she has a recreational drink in the evening and she gets tipsy, whatever. I was probably just using it as an excuse. But listen, if I, the 30-year-old man who's being habitually removed from fast food restaurants, 
am saying of her, of this, of this very, you know, together person, oh, she drinks too much. I think it's because deep down, you, you know what the development is? I think I'm just fucking done with bars. And I still like bars. I love hanging out at bars, reading over a beer, chatting with bartenders because they got, they got great stories. And of course, it's just, you know, like windows of the world. You can just look at people in, you know, with their defenses down, being who they are. But like, I'm sick of spending my fucking life at the bar. And this happened the night, um, Sunday night, you know, the date got canceled. Then I hung out with Bob and then Bob had to go. So I fucking went to another bar and I started chatting with one of the barbacks when he came around behind, you know, he sat with me and I'm like looking for a companion and shit at the bar where, and then like they hand me my check. And as soon as I get my check, I feel like this fucking dread. I'm like, Oh fuck, I got to go home, but there's nothing bad at my home. Like it's, everything's fine. I guess the bad thing at my place is me. And <laughs> like, I have to go home and deal with him. Um, so, like, I keep going to the bars. I'm not getting fucked up. It's like, and what used to be the in- inhibiting factor is like, you know, if I go and I have three beers or four beers at $6 a pop, like, you can't, if I do that four times a week, that's a lot of money. It, it racks up. But now I'm rolling in, in, in loose bartender change so I can do that. I can afford it. Um, but I'm going there and, like, it just feels like something's got to fucking change. Um, I'm not sure what it is. But I don't know. I keep telling myself like, oh, dating is the answer. Find a find someone to get in a relationship with, and that'll that'll ameliorate some of the issues. But I'm not sure that's true. In fact, I'm sure it's I'm certain it's not true. Um, it's like all those people who are like, yo, this marriage sucks. You know what we need to do? Have a child. <laughs> that'll fucking fix everything. The thing that we need to bring us together is a small sentient thing that over which we have like life or death responsibilities and it never stops crying <sighs> anything else nah I think that's it you know what I think I'm gonna, this is just a whole episode Alex in a car getting coffee thanks for listening